Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake starts some testing. Chuck buys a house. Triple B is going to Indy. And we are joined by a shuffle squatter. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friend? I am doing good. Doing good. Yes. Um, just still working on the house thing. Like, yes. Well, not... I, I might maybe jump the gun on that, you... but... I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah, I am excited too. Uh, not official on that yet, but really close. Hopefully, we're just in that. Uh, if you ever bought a house before, the weird financial stage where you're waiting to see if they give you money or not. So, right. <laughs> well, good luck on that. Um, I know, I know you have a little bit of a, a weird story going on with work and and just timing of that, but I'm yeah. sure everything will work out for you. Um, as it usually should. So, um, yeah. like I said, good luck. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, but besides, besides from that, uh, what, what's what's your week been like? Uh, other than that, it was hanging out with Pokemon fam all weekend, right? Um, hanging out, having fun, and and doing testing because right. there's a thing happening in about a month. So right. we're start starting early or on time or maybe some people might be late who knows but i mean i have been testing for a while um but it was nice going to just hang out uh with you at a, a different game store and then just mm-hmm. kind of going out to dinner and drinks afterwards with with the guys um, yeah. and i built you a boat in the middle of yes. dinner uh, yes. a boat out of wood <laughs> this boat this boat right here it is yep. made out of wood um, so we had one local, yeah, he pulled the Trevenant, uh, and he did not like the Trevenant V, so he crumbled it instantly, and everybody was kind of upset, but it came yeah. back during dinner, and I do origami from time to time, and uh, I know how to make a boat, and I figured it'll be the first time I make one out of wood. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since it was Trevenant, it's technically made out of wood. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but that, I think that's enough about us. We're going to talk about testing and indie a lot in the future yeah. of the podcast, but we want to introduce our super awesome guest, um, and that is Lindsay Rosecup. So welcome to the cast. Uh, how are we doing today? Doing pretty well. A little tired, but you know, it's Monday. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, I feel you on that 100%. <laughs> this is always the end of my Monday. I've tried to just try to get through to here. Right. <laughs> Once we get to podcast time, it, it's all good. Um, we don't have to worry about tomorrow yet. Uh, we're, we're in a good spot. Um, but for those who might not know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey so far in the Pokemon TCG world. So it's a, it's a short, it's a short lived one, I will say. Um, but my name is Lindsay. Some people might recognize um, my Twitch name, which is Linty. I am a registered nurse. I work at an outpatient oncology center. I do um, like chemo infusions and therapeutic infusions for people. I actually just transferred there from working in the hospitals, working night shift. And I was working the three day a week night shift, um, 12 hour shifts. And then I just transitioned to the eight to five every day. So it's a little bit of a little bit of a transition. Um, But I started playing Pokemon online pretty in depth in about like around December of 2021 when I got COVID and wow. had about, you know, 12, 14 days where I did nothing <laughs> but play Pokemon TCGO. Right. Yeah. So did you, you didn't play before you got COVID. So it was just on that quarantining, getting better kind of a thing. 
Well, I had learned how to play. So one of my friends, I, I was, my parents are getting ready to sell their house. So I was looking through some of my old stuff here and I found one of my old Pokemon cards. It was like a, like a Japanese holographic Dragonite from the nineties. And I was like, mm. oh my God, I remember like on my Pokemon card collection, like I know it's here somewhere. I played all the games. Um, I love Pokemon growing up, but I, I never really learned how to play the card game. So me and my friend, like around September, October, we, we started learning how to play the actual card game. Um, and then I wasn't really big into the online stuff just because it was really hard to get cards and like, right. I didn't have anything on there. And I didn't want to spend all the money to get all the, and I didn't really know how it worked. So I, I just, we just kind of learned how to play. Um, I finally got like a deck built. It was like a rusty shadow rider deck and, um, started playing like a little bit online, like around November, December, mm -hmm. started going to a local place of mine to try to like learn how to play. And <laughs> the people from my locals turns out are really, really good. Right. So they just <laughs> demolished me for a few months. I mean, that's what I tell everybody in life. And it doesn't really necessarily apply to Pokemon, but the, the way to get good at anything is really to play against people that are way better than you. Uh, and you learn lessons that way and it makes you grow as a, as a player or a, or a person or whatever walk of life. Um, so if you have that talent out there um, around you, it's only going to make you better in the long run. And it, it's already kind of showed because, I mean, we'll go into depth about uh, your Pokemon career, um, but already winning um, some pretty big tournaments on, on, um, on limitless and doing some, I, I saw, seen you won one recently. Um, so, I mean, you probably attribute that a little bit to your, your local community, huh? Oh, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they've been, they've been all really, really patient and kind with me, like throughout the whole process. And it, it really was that like week and a half in December when I got COVID where I was just grinding online. Right. And that's also when I started streaming too. Right. So it was kind of a, a blessing in disguise, getting COVID kind of a thing to jump into this community. Yeah. I wanted to stream for a while. I never really had like the time I did, but like, I, you know, I was like, Oh, I don't have the time to like really like sit down and set it all up. And then I had nothing to do. So. <laughs> right. Well, you, you speak about time and I, Chuck and I kind of talked pregame. Um, and you just saying you're, you're a nurse. Uh, so obviously your hours are crazy, um, crazy busy days. How, how do you right now yeah. that you're into this find time to stream, play competitively, play at a high level. Cause obviously you're doing well, and still be a nurse at the same time. That, that's yeah. just, I don't know how you do it because I, I only have like uh, four tens and like, I'm, I'm pooped to even going into the Fridays when I have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was one of my biggest questions I wanted to ask too, just because I, I just work a nine to five and I, I heard, read that you were a registered nurse and I was like, how, how do you do Pokemon? But okay, yes. the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, 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 I don't know. Um, well, I guess I, yeah, I honestly don't know. <laughs> all right, well, that, that's a fair answer. Um, well, we maybe appreciate the, you making it work. Right, exactly. Um, I, I haven't got a, a, a huge chance to watch a lot of your streams because a lot of them like can't kind of interfere with uh, what we're doing here on this one or, you know, family and all that stuff. But every time I'm on there, um, you're really entertaining and, you know, you kick ass out there. So it, it keep you. up the good work. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I've had a lot of really great support from people. Oh, for sure. 
All right. Well, let's let's kind of take a break from talking about you a little bit right now and get into, well, I guess, get into the standard questions and all our fun shenanigans to start the episode. So, uh, Chuck, do you want to start us off here? Yeah, well, uh, I'll start with the softball. Um, (laughs) What's your favorite Pokemon? Gengar. Gengar. Uh, Any particular reason why you? He was actually my first favorite Pokemon. Um, and it, I think it was because of, I played a lot of Nintendo 64 and Pokemon stadium battle. I mean, Gengar is the best Pokemon in Pokemon stadium battle with the hypnosis and then dream eater. You can just win. Right. (laughs) That's a solid choice. I I didn't play a lot of that, uh, the 64 stadium game, but, uh, Gengar, I've always had a soft spot for, you know, the ghost slash psychic Pokemon. So Mm -hmm. love that choice. Yeah. It's a popular one. We have a few guys around here that. That, that like Gengar as well too right um all right so let's get into the next one um what is your favorite Pokemon card it could be standard legal now or something in the past but um you know is, is anything pop out to you pal pad 100 <laughs> that's an interesting one I don't think I've heard that one yet as far as our favorite card is there any specific reason it's like kind of like like halfway like a meme joke but like the mm. other half like i'm dead serious yeah <laughs> it's just i i i had it in um i added it in one of my jolteon lists that i ended up winning a tournament with and the pal pad is, is the reason i feel like i won that tournament is because like i was able to get back and do boss like four times in a match and like or use like cheryl more than once and like i just feel like it was it was such a helpful card for me that i kind of just started there that i've just been obsessed with pal pad <laughs> Right. No, that's fair. Like I have been off of Palpad for so long, but I recently put it into the deck that I'm potentially bringing to Indy and it's, it's come in clutch many, many times already in like the handful of games. So mm-hmm. in my eyes, I guess I over or underrated it. Um, but no, that's a great choice. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, it's a good card. That's all I can add. Um, that's all I got on that one. So, <laughs> um, I'll hit you with the, the controversial question. Usually, maybe sometimes it goes by real easy. What is your least favorite card or something that you just hate or a card that you just hate in the TCG? Uh, right now, I'm going to have to say Manaphy. Okay. I, I, I have a feeling I know why you're going to say Manaphy, but please elaborate. Yeah. I mean, I do think that it was like, I do think that it was good for the meta and i think that it was like you know it i feel like it was an like a good call but it did kind of ruin playing jolteon for me i know jolteon is still great and it can still get past manaphy but i just haven't had much luck with with jolteon since the new set dropped that's crazy because i haven't seen a lot of manaphy out there on the ladder or even at locals uh do, do your group like respect i guess uh jolteon i guess more than our group or where they it's kind of a must up, uh, must play in their decks that are not Jolteon? I think uh, not not the decks that typically would not run it, if that makes sense. Um, we have uh, Mike Morton is one of our locals, very awesome dude, really established player. He it, uh, was running a Suicune deck with Ludicolo, and he threw Manaphy in there, which was mm. really throwing some people off. Um, I mean, all the guys at my locals know that I play a lot of Jolteon, so if they could put a Manaphy in it. Like a lot of people running like Malamar or something like that. They would. Right. But 
it, it wasn't like, you know, single strike or Shifu with a Manaphy or like Mew with a Manaphy, of course, but it was right. just kind of like the decks where it kind of makes sense. Like some of the ones with the Inteleon line um, and kind of the ones that are almost like an auto loss of Jolteon is what they were putting the Manaphy it's, in. It's a fair play for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. If you love playing spread, you like, you got to hate them bench barriers. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I totally understand that pick. Just, just play, just play Dragapult. Dragapult just goes right under that. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jake, you got the new one. I got the new one. Um, okay, sure. Um, what is your uh, favorite Pokemon TCG memory to date? I'd say, I mean, I don't have many at this point. I'm looking forward to making more, but I'd say at this point, it's probably back when I did the first 1K and I think it was in January. Um, Mm -hmm. It was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It was the first 1K um, that I had been to. And I, just because it was kind of like my first like big tournament experience other than like playing my, really my first experience playing outside of locals. Um, and I mean, there was a lot of people there, like over 60, I did terribly, but like, that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, I got to meet a lot of people that I had met online. Um, like I had met Erin Palmer. We actually drove up together. She actually lives pretty close to me. <laughs> um, so me and her got to know each other really well. I got to meet a lot of people, um, online that I've been talking to in the Pokemon community. And it was just like a real, it was like my first, I guess, like exciting experience. So, so far that's been my favorite. Right. I think we're a couple weeks too early on that question because I think a lot of ours, even myself included, and Chuck, is probably going to be in three weeks in in, uh, in Indy, just getting to meet you know the broader community. Like it seems like almost everybody's got a spot there. So mm-hmm. um, from whatever skill level they are, um, you know, a bunch of different people from the community are going to be there, and I, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to take over uh, my first, uh, you know, my 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 favorite memory in Pokemon. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Indy myself just on the sheer uh, size of the tournament. Just I, I'm I'm excited to to be in that field of a bunch of people because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's looking it's looking big. Um, I think I, I think just it's over a thousand right now already. Definitely uh, nerve wracking, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, just looked. I'm looking right now. It's just a little over a thousand right now. Right, so, and that's what just just over 24 hours. It already sold out, and then they opened up more registration, and it's already over a thousand. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> so uh, I, I imagine meeting a lot of people face to face there for the first. Right, time. there's going to be lots of pictures, lots of fist pumps, and lots of uh, fun times. I think. Yep. Cool. Cool. Um, so, well, that was our standard four. Um, thank you for doing that. Let's let's jump into uh, what do you what do you want to do first, Lindsay? Do you want to do random card madness or do you want to do some trivia? Ah, oh, let's do some trivia. It's time, time to for trivia. Trivia. Okay. I gotta grab my entry here real quick. So my trivia is a little. I'm sticking with my thing I did last time. Let's go. Um, so my trivia question is a Pokedex entry. The kind of like fluff they usually throw in the pokedex entry it's not off of a card actually getting it off of pokemon go um and then you just have to guess the pokemon so um i'm gonna i'll I'll have a couple hints if if you can't get it but i'll start with this one um so this pokemon um it stashes berries in its tail so many berries that they fall out constantly but this pokemon is a bit of is a bit slow-witted so it doesn't notice the loss. 
I feel like this is a trap question. If I give you my first hint, you'll get it. So I'm I, I, give... I, 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 Lindsay, do you have berries, any? Berries in the tail. Berries in the tail. I mean, I think, I feel like it has to be Greedent, right? Is it all those? I mean, yeah, Greedent's the one that falls out of the tree when you shake, when you shake the tree for the berries. Right. I feel like that, that, that alternate art V had like a bunch of ingredients on there and then i feel like i saw berries in the tail i could be completely wrong is that slow witted slow but slow witted that doesn't really describe what was a, another no i i mean i'm gonna say that's my final answer. i mean that so would I be know. i guess yeah that that's i mean that's the best guess that i have well you guys don't have to think too much harder because you already got it right it is <laughs> i thought it was a trick question I thought, <laughs> oh man <laughs> You're welcome, Steve. Let's go. <laughs> our, our, our local professor really doesn't like reading. So yeah. <laughs> have um, another good, that's a good one. No, no, I thought that was a, I thought it was a fun Pokedex entry. It was not, it's not a dead giveaway that some of them are. So, right. Okay. So this might be a dead giveaway, but um, we're going to go with this one as well. So my trivia today is name that Pokemon this attack belongs to um, standard as usual. Um, so I will read the attack uh, or the attack name, and you guys got to tell me the Pokemon this attack goes to. Um, explosive fire. Explosive fire. It's explosive and the word fire, not like flame or... No, it's, it's, it's explosive fire. Is it Ninetales? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's one of those single prizer. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It's not Charizard. Are we sure it's not Charizard? Yeah. Okay. It might be. I don't know. I was thinking it might be a big attack on his V Star, actually. Oh, oh, you might be right. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'll, I, I'm always good with a stab in the dark. I'm going to go with Charizard just because I can't go wrong with Charizard. Can you? That, maybe I could. <laughs> All right. So, Lindsay, you're going to go with, with Ninetales, Charizard, anything else in between? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Charizard. <laughs> All right. It is Charizard V Star. It is his first. Oh, attack. the V Star. See, I was Ooh. thinking it was like a single prize for some reason. Right. I've been going on the single prizers for a while and I figured I'll throw a V-Star out there. I wanted to throw Whimsicott's attack out there, but I thought it would be too obvious for Chuck the this fluff week. gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, explosive fire uh, for two fire and a colorless. It does 130 plus. If this Pokemon has any damage counters on it, it does an additional 100 damage. So it really goes well with uh, Magma Basin. Uh, we haven't seen it take off yet, but I think there might be... So, there has to be something. This is the most playable Charizard I've seen since uh, Restizard. So um, we, I'm thinking we have to see it eventually come out, uh, you know, and, and have some success. But I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, I'm big on that card. I like it. I just haven't been able to make it work at the moment. Right. So. Right. I'll I'll wait till after the season of of big time uh, plays with Indy and in Jersey. Because uh, I'm just going to, like I said, I'm going to be trying to get a bunch of games in with uh, with the decks of choice. Yeah. All right. So we got our trivia in. 
So uh, we can now loosen up some random card madness. Um, so just, just to reiterate, so we all know how this works. Uh, I'm going to randomly generate a number between 1 and 203, which is, uh, as we decided earlier, um, off the cast that uh, uh, the set would be Evolving Skies that we pull from. So uh, that's the number amount of cards in Evolving Skies. And then uh, we'll randomly generate it, and then we'll decide whether the card is, is bulk, uh, whether you need to sleeve it and put it in a deck right away, or if it's just okay, kind of just go from there those three so i'm going to randomly generate a number now we got number 122 hmm. in the set so uh that is going to lead us into it's still in pokemon um oh and we got duraludon v so uh, i'm going to go out of the limb and say this card's playable which um, one is it that's is that the, the metal, metal one? one this is the dragon one. Oh. so we might have a little bit of an argument on this. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay and I both simultaneously just pushed it off. Pushed it off. <laughs> so just to, to read the card, as I usually do, it is a dragon Pokemon. 220 damage, single strike, two attacks, uh, fighting metal, metal claw for 70, uh, fighting metal, metal, breaking swipe 140, and then it takes 30 less damage on, your, on its next attack. Um, Don't talk about the evolution on this one. I think... We don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to leave this stand on its own this time because there is another one which I'm sure you two are going to talk about. Right. I'll let, I'll let Lindsay take this one. I mean, isn't, isn't the metal Duraludon V rotating in September? It, I, that was in what, Champion's Path? Yes. Then it probably will. Right? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is rotating with, because it is in Champion's Path. Um, so I guess I, I see where you're going there. But so, um, like, I guess if you like live in a world where you still want to play Duraludon VMAX and not use Single Strike Mustard, mm -hmm. you could maybe keep it in like the back of your binder. Like, maybe not even sleeve it, just like put it in the binder. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's fair. <laughs> but I don't think it's, I think if you have one, no need to throw it away or anything. But like no need to like run to the store to grab some. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of where I am with it. It's if it's, you know, that 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 V is going to be rotating out. Yeah, at, at that point, if once the metal one from Champions Path uh, rotates, then yes, if you want to play Duraludon, you will play this and it will be nothing but a V stepping stone card um, currently. You absolutely do not want to play this because the metal one has the ability to take 20 less damage. So it really puts it out of KO range for, for that Meloetta to start a game um, or anything like that, like mid game. So currently it is complete, um, I guess, binder fodder. It's not going into your bulk, but you're not, you're not, you're not taking it out to play right now. Uh, yeah. I will agree with all of you. Um, maybe not so hardly, but I, I do like a, I do like the dragon no weakness, but uh, fire Pokemon are not really seen at the moment. So uh, that really doesn't really play a big deal at, as, as much as the hard coat ability of the metal Pokemon. I'm going to take this off on a, a real quick tangent in this, this, this specific card caused a little bit of rift between my, myself and Chuck. <laughs> where I was trying to play Duraludon right after the 1K or the 2K from uh, from Full Grip. 
at our locals. And I'm like, Chuck, I only have one Doral. Can I borrow two of the metal ones? He's like, sure, sure, sure. He didn't hear me say metal. He didn't have them. <gasps> he brings them to, to locals right before, because he gets there late. And I'm like, okay, cool. We got this. And I'm like, these aren't the ones I wanted. And then he got all mad at me. And I was like, oh, so there's <laughs> like some history there. There's, there's some hard history there. And Chuck yelled at me and then later hugged me to make up for it. Um, but this card caused me lots of pain. So <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm pretty sure it did, I, it did bug him. It did cost him something. In yeah, the game yeah. Because I did die. get, I did play against the Mute and they got Meloetta out where it wouldn't have killed me, but it did there because I didn't have that, that uh, ability to tank a hit. So um, <laughs> as lit. As Lindsay said, though, future, future site, if Duraludon still wants to be played, you will have to use this one. So don't uh, make boats out of them. Um, leave them in your binder. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, let's go ahead and get with Turtwig. And Turtwig talks the meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to Turtwig talks the meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as ry for gaming I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week was very light, but we still have 12 tournaments, 1,221 unique deck plays, and 3,287 matches to cover this week. So, without further ado, let's get right into those top 8s. Starting off, we have Jolteon with 10 top 8 finishes. Great job, Jolteon. Next, Mew Genesect has 20 top 8 finishes and is not on the top this week. That is Arceus on the top this week. It is taking the throne away from Mew Genesect and really turning the tides. So Mew, I think you need to step it up, buddy. That's it for this week's top 8s. Now, let's have a look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week. Those being Arceus and Teleon and Whimsicott. That's right, that's it, only two. <laughs> Notable changes this week to Arceus and Teleon, Whimsicott, and Arceus Duraludon. Starting off, Arceus and Teleon was up in play percentage by about 3.5% this week. So Arceus and Teleon being a little more popular and having over a 50% win rate shows the true stride of this deck. Next, Whimsicott was down in win percentage by about 5% this week. It had a large uptick last week, so it doesn't surprise me to see a drop in win percentage as people are understanding the matchup a little better, and we're getting closer to that 50% win rate. So going from 57.5 down to 52 feels kind of natural. Last, Arceus Duraludon had a down in play percentage by about 3.5%. That was pretty good, about natural, dropped about half its play percentage, but eh, Arceus Duraludon being a strong deck, it's still keeps itself going but it was also down in win percentage by about seven percent from last week's 55 percent down to 48 not really good for Arceus Duraludon I think people are bringing out those echoing horns for the matchup better watch out Arceus Duraludon they're gonna get you I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Here's Inc. Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday locals this week Nolan won with his Arceus deck great job Nolan proud of you now, let's talk the wins of the week. All these decks had a single win this week. Those being Arceus, Arceus Dark, Suicune, and Whimsicott. Now, Durant had two wins this week. I don't know how, but Durant had two wins. Great job, Mill decks. And Malamar and Mew Genesect were tied at the top with three wins this week. 
Now, Arceus was more popular, but Mew seemed to have won more tournaments. Hmm, what's that, uh, what's that saying to you, Arceus? Is Mew coming back? I don't know. Stay tuned next week to find out. Now, Turtwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back to the cast. All right. Another great meta report. Thank you, Ryan. And after every great meta report, we need to get into some news. Yes, unfortunately, there's not a lot of cool news to talk about um, in the Pokemon world. But Chuck, you give us give us that that heat this week. So, uh, like you said, there is not much. So the big heat is that uh, the Pokemon has trademarked the uh, name V Star Universe um, in Japan. Um, that's usually the big hot take on this is that. Uh, there may be another Japan high class set like V Max Climax, but then centered around V Stars. So, could be looking for something like that later down the line, uh, signaling the end of uh, the end of the Sword and Shield block with right. V Stars. Um, and that's it. The only other news we got was pictures of all the secret rares of that are coming out in Time Gazer and uh space juggler do either uh jake do you have a favorite from the ones you saw no like, and i don't have the screen up now and unfortunately if i go into our discord to find it um no, it's no, gonna mess up the the, the video no, portion, no so i'm sorry no no big deal um i mean it has some really cool cool ones um there's some really nice uh neat alt arts um i'm a big fan of the drill, so go look that one up so, I do remember seeing the Beedrill. That one is pretty cool looking. Uh, Lindsay, Although it's the Beedrill V, so it's like me. But yeah, have you seen them, Lindsay? And do you have any? I haven't kind of seen any of the alt arts, but I did see the full um, or like the secret rare uh, Path to the Peak. Oh, yeah. that's that's already my answer. I saw that too. That's it's beautiful. <sighs> for for a seemingly empty forest, it looks pretty cool for an art. Um, I mean, golden that, you, snowflakes. Yeah, you see the golden snowflakes, and you see that snom just in the distance, yeah. just chilling, just kind of hiding right next to the tree. Yeah, that 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 is a good good, good pick on your part. Yep, um, that one is is a cool art on that. So, all right, and that's really going to cover the news. Um, not much else to talk about there, and really can just go right into talking more with Lindsay about Pokemon and her career with it. So. Hey. So, you know, as we try to do with every first time guest, we really want to get a deep dive into, you know, what, you know, what makes them tick, what they've done in Pokemon so far. And like Lindsay said, she's been relatively new to the game, um, you know, during pandemic. Obviously, she said she got COVID when she started playing actually legitimately, um, but been having a lot of success, um, you know, locally. You've won a couple tournaments, like I said earlier online um then you you know your twitch is blowing up doing awesome there um and then joining shuffle squad so there's so many things i want to talk about but let's first and foremost um i guess talk about i mean we kind of already talked about your your um your your playing of the pokemon but um what were some of the first decks uh that you started playing that you you gave you some success or some confidence that hey this game is for me and i'm, I'm already kicking butt with it 
Um, so the first real life deck that I actually played was Shadow Rider um, back when Shadow Rider was better <laughs> than right. it is now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of when I started doing a little bit better at my locals. Like, you know, instead of going, oh, four, I was, okay, oh, maybe I'm two, two, or maybe, you know, like I'm one, three. Um, so that, that was when I kind of started getting a little bit better. And, and that's kind of like when I started knowing how to like, okay, this is like what a deck needs to look like. Um, when I transitioned online and I can't remember how or why these were the cards I had and why I chose it, but the deck that I was playing online was Leafeon mm -hmm. and I made a Leafeon Moltres, um, Glarian Moltres V deck with the Inteleon line. Very clunky. It was a very clunky deck. Um, but just for some reason, I'm not sure why <laughs> or how, but my brain just like worked well with it. Mm -hmm. Like it just, my brain just kind of like worked well with the way that that deck needs to, to function. Like you just bring out the leaf yawn and keep it parked. Right. Um, and that is when I started streaming and, and that's when I had started playing the um, limitless tournaments and I had done okay in a couple of them. And then one of them, I ended up getting second place in. Um, and I was streaming during that time. And that's kind of when, like, I mean, with the way Limitless is when it connects to your Twitch, I think that that's a really good thing that the Pokemon community has that I feel like not many communities have. Right. Mm -hmm. Is a source like Limitless where, like, with your streaming a tournament, it can connect to your Twitch. Because that that really, really helped me in the beginning was, was streaming while playing in um, Limitless tournaments. And just doing well in that one, I think, it, like, people were like, who the heck is Lindsay Rose Cup playing Leafeon and why is she like doing well in this tournament why is right she now? Winning? <laughs> yeah, like what? And looking back, it's so funny because I honestly don't think I knew what I was doing playing wise. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that that deck is what really made me kind of start to understand the game more. Just the Intellion line is so simple, but I feel like it's such a giant staple in the game. I feel like it's such an important thing to know how to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, back in the day, I hate to say it, but we all started from somewhere. I used to be the one who would shady dealings for a level ball for a Drizz, shady dealings for a level ball for a Drizz, because that's what I thought you were supposed to do. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's kind <laughs> of like that whole Mew it's, thing where it's just like, just dump cards, but it's really not, it is, but it's not. So it's, it's right. definitely knowing when to pick your spots in, in both decks. And so uh, that takes a lot of skill and time in practice. So in, in execution, it's very simple, but it's, it's, it, it takes a little nuance to master. That's right. All. Right. So that's kind of where it all started was, was, was that. So you attribute your, your, Twitch success largely at least at the beginning to to the limitless and you just playing that that off the wall leafy on and then just starting to, to pop off with it absolutely um I think limitless especially which is why I do have the little leafy on right or maybe it's on the side it's on the side yep, yep. <laughs> the little leafy on um plushy as a I guess a symbol <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have a Dragapult up there because that was the first deck I won a, a local tournament with. So, uh, so that, very similar. Yeah, and it's then I kind of started not doing so hot with the deck because uh, the deck is kind of not good, mm -hmm. and uh, I I didn't really know what to play because that was the only deck that I had played. 
um, yeah. really in, like intensely. So I wasn't really sure what I wanted to play after that. And I kept losing to Jolteons. Like that one tournament, I think I played a Jolteon in like the top 16, the top eight. I played a Mew top four. And then the finals was against a Jolteon. And like I had somehow made it through the first like few Jolteons, but Jolteon was such a hard matchup for me. And I was like, oh, this deck is driving me nuts. Like, and it's the exact opposite of Leafeon. Right. You're still using the, the Inteleon engine, but instead of, you know, getting up there and parking the bus, throwing down the mine and attacking big, Jolteon's, yeah. of course, with the no retreat, very like fast movement, very like aggressive. And so I ended up switching to play Jolteon instead. So I was like, well, if I can't beat it, I might as well just play it. <laughs> yeah. So you, so then after that point, you started playing Jolteon with some success too? And that's when the Jolteon train just started and ran for a while ran for a solid probably two months nice so did you play this locally and um on limitless yes yeah nice nice i, I, I was a solid deck. playing I a lot of it <laughs> right i mean it's a solid deck and i i'm sure you did rather well with it and had some success too um you know uh it's a, it's a frustrating deck to play against, like you said, when you're, when you're playing your Leafy on and when somebody else is playing a different deck, they, they definitely, they a lot of times they'll turn over and they'll see it's a, a Jolteon and they're like, ah, oh, I don't want to play this and maybe concede, but uh, um, but it still takes a lot of thought thought process. And like you said, with the Intelligent Engine and picking and choosing when you jump in and out of, of attacking. So um, mm -hmm. solid deck choice for sure. Um, and I think I think I seen that you won a couple of limitless tournaments with that one too. Yeah, there was there was a couple of those that I I ended up winning with it, and uh, like the pal pad, it was one of the things that I'd put in there to try, and it, I just I had found success with it, and it kind of became like a funny joke where I was just obsessed with pal pad, <laughs> saying that pal pad carried me through, um, and I I really liked playing escape rope in my Joltan list too, and. I really, really liked playing Escape Rope. Um, but yeah, I just, I played, played Joltan for a few months and I did really, really well with it um, in yeah. IRL and on Limitless. But then I didn't, I didn't think that Manaphy would affect it too much. And it, it kind of hasn't, but for like me personally, just even, even if I'm not hitting decks that run Manaphy, it just, my luck mm -hmm. with Joltan since the set release has just not been good. It's like anytime I play it now, it's like the deck is almost telling me like, hey, go find something else. Right. So have you yeah. leaned to find uh, success in any other kind of deck um, currently? You know, we have three weeks or so until until Indy. Uh, are you leaning any way, one way or another? You finally, yes. There was a pretty long period of time. It was about like a month and a half, two months-ish where I felt I felt like I had no idea what deck I wanted to play or what I it kind of felt like I just didn't have anything that fit me. Um, I even tried playing Mew. I mean, it being the best deck in format, but we can talk about that later, but I am just not Mew. I am not good at Mew. Like I, I always start with the worst hands, but that's besides the point. Right. Uh, um, I did start playing um, Arceus and Teleon and I, have a list with the baby mole trace that I've been using. I'm mean, actually the rain, the rain form cast form. 
that I've been doing. And that's the, um, that's the deck that I had just won this IRL tournament with and that I've really, really been liking. I think it does really well in person when you can't see the deck list because you, it, it looks like they're like the opponent will win because it looks like I have nothing going on on my board, Mm -hmm. throw up cast form, just start throwing down all these Moltres and like out of nowhere and it's Wait, so what what does cast form do i i'm a little ignorant to this because i i haven't played them so ca- i use the rainform cast form just because i run one water energy in that deck for to use if i want to use aqua bullet as an attack against like malamar because i i felt like arceus Inteleon kind of lost to malamar mm-hmm. um so the rainform cast form can also attack it does 20 damage everywhere if i do ever use the attack right. but i use it as a pivot so I use it instead of using air balloon because I run a lot of scoop up nets right. in my list and I want to commit the scoop up nets to the Intellion line and not commit an air balloon to one of those Pokemon. Um, and then I want them to knock out an Arceus V early so I can use the mole trace. So I can't really commit an air balloon to that either. Right. And with me running Clara, if they do happen to target my cast form, I can just put it right back on my bench. So it's kind of, I just use it as like a pivot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Riot or uh, Pikaram used to do that with uh, the Tapu Kokos. Um, so very similar exactly. um, kind of strategy there. So no, that that's I'm interested to see the deck and how it performs. Um, and maybe I should switch to that because I've been, that's my deck of choice is um, Arceus and Teleon. Yeah, I really I've I've been liking it. I like it with the the baby mole trace. Right. I mean, we'll talk about indie, I guess, coming up here, but we've kind of talked about your journey to start as far as like decks you've been playing and, and all that stuff. Um, your journey can, on Twitch. Can, um, uh, what's that? Can, I, can I interrupt? I just want, I have a, a good question. I don't want to get too far okay, away yeah. from the, I just wanted to ask a question more about the beginning of her journey before. So I didn't want to get too far out into uh, the future. Let's do it. Um, I just wanted to ask, like, because uh you you said you started when you uh got covid you were just locked down nothing to do mm-hmm. so my question is why pokemon what what drove you to want to actually play the tcg like what was it something you because you did say you had old collection is it something you went back to that you used to do or just kind of I think it was just, it just kind of like, I found that card and I kind of was just like, I, I need, I want to, I want a hobby. I want a new hobby. (laughs) And I, I loved all the Pokemon games. I love Pokemon. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm a huge nerd. I, I love like the Zelda games. I love Nintendo. I love Mm -hmm. Mar. I love all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of just, I, I think I just had like a moment of, I don't think I've ever actually really learned how to play the card game. Yeah. And um, I was looking into it and, and like a lot of people on Reddit were saying it's a lot like chess and I actually played a lot of chess growing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that kind of made me a little bit more interested in it as well. Okay. I kind of just wanted like a stimulating hobby. Right. Yeah. No, I feel uh, Pokemon's that because it's a continue. It's like a, uh, it's a living game. It's always changing and it's never stagnant. So it always keeps your mind engaged when it comes to this, like strategies um and deck creativity um and then like mm-hmm. w- with gaining cards and losing cards so it's always it's it'll, that living game is is what i'm i'm here for yeah and me too and i i was just curious of what what drove you into that and i mean just the love for pokemon is enough i mean not that we're gauging it at all but <laughs> no, i mean that's it's just curious um right. 
Um, did you find any, like, was it hard for you to get, like, get out, like, find a community, like, to then go play just because, like, like you were saying, like, I, I you saw the card and you're like, I, I kind of want to figure this out. Was it hard to find something? To even... it, yeah, it was, it was kind of hard starting from, like, zero trying to figure out like what I need to do where like because at that time like GameStop doesn't really like sell cards much anymore and like it it was a little bit difficult to kind of like find where I need to go what I need to do um Mm -hmm. but when I had found um some of the local places I went to a lot of the people there had a lot of answers for me which was really nice but it was it did take a couple months for me to kind of like find like how to do things <laughs> yeah i mean that local community is huge though because i mean if without the support of the local community like we already talked about with yours with ours um you know just building up you know the game knowledge helping build up just card inventory um is, is huge um and then just picking people's brains um about mm-hmm. strategies and stuff um you can't do it like i said many many times you can't do it by yourself no matter how successful you are right yeah. And I was curious at how you, because I mean, me, like me and Jake are, are newer players too. Uh, and um, I mean, if it wasn't for Jake dragging me to the store and teaching me Pokemon, that's how he got, like, I got into it um, and learned how to play. So I didn't, I didn't really kind of have to hunt for the community. Like right. um, I was curious at how you had to do. And uh, now with my house move that I'm going to have to do, I kind of have to do that. I have to hunt for, a little bit of a local community to play that I can go to on weekdays. So mm-hmm. Facebook was a great source. Like <laughs> I, I like found some like Atlanta Pokemon players, Facebook group and went mm-hmm. on there. I was like, and- hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right. that's, that, that's cool. I mean, it's just uh need to hear your experience. That's all. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I'm, I'm super curious on this. Um, again, we've talked about success early here, um, but you're part of Shuffle Squad. How did, how did that whole situation um, come about? So I think it was, I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was a little bit after I was uh, playing Jolteon a lot. And I was, I was getting a lot of um, like top cut. I'm, I'm not sure if I had won a tournament at that point, May, maybe one, but um, I was just playing a lot of Jolteon. I was streaming a lot. Um doing well with it and pj shout out pj um had message i I was a part of a discord group that had a lot of those people in it and i was like making friends with them and Mm -hmm. getting to uh gotta meet a lot of those people and talk to them and one day pj had just messaged me and was like hey we're looking for we're like we're looking to like expand um i think like you'd be like a really great addition like i i think that like we can really shape you to be like a Pokemon player of like what, like what your goals would be. And um, just kind of was talking to me about all of that and saying like, we like, like, let's, let's get you before all these bad habits start. Let's, you know, let's, <laughs> let, like, if you're serious about this, let's, let's, let's right. do it. And um, that really, really caught me off guard considering um, back when I was first starting to learn how to play, I was watching all these videos. Like I would watch Zach Delassage on YouTube. I would watch like the Shuffle Squad YouTube stuff. And right. it was just really surreal that I'm like, well, why? Like, why, why do they want anything to do with me? I'm like, not, it's, it's, it was surprising, but um, pretty much here we are. Uh, yeah. PJ I mean, definitely put a lot of trust in me 
and hopefully I've made him proud, but well, I think you have, I mean, already at the start, like you said, before this, you were already winning tournaments or at least getting the top, uh, top cut. So already proving that you're a hell of a player. And then with having the backup of the, those guys and gals in that community, just kind of boosting you up, um, to push you in a, uh, a position of success, um, you know, is, is good for you and the community at large. So uh, that's, that's cool that they reached out to you because they saw, uh, the potential in you even that early on. Yeah. And it's been, it's been really, really great. They've done a lot for me and have gotten me a lot of opportunities. And like, I've always wanted, I, I always thought about like making YouTube videos in the future, but I always thought, man, that is a lot of work for, for me to do. And now it's, right. I get to do that on an already established channel with a bunch of already really established players. So it's, it's been really, really great. Yeah, for sure. Um, so aside from like content creation and, and all that jazz, and it did sound like they kind of helped you um, with, you know, some gameplay mechanics or decisions or just kind of like strategies and gameplay, um, like with going into indie regionals and stuff, are you guys um, also kind of like a focus team or a, a testing group where you're kind of trying to have, you know, team success as well? Yes, we every Thursday we now meet and we do like our little tabletop meetings and we do we're, um, uh, we're going to be doing some testing. We've been doing uh, tabletop videos, just trying to help um, get into I like to call it like PTCGO, like brain where you kind of mm. just like. I'm very guilty of it. If anyone here watches my streams, I, I'm very guilty of just getting into the online fog of clicking the wrong things and right. not thinking things through and not like it's it's so I feel like I'm spoiled because like it, you know, it sorts your deck. So it's it's we get the tabletop practice on Thursdays and we're gonna be doing some testing as well. That's I mean, that's awesome. I, I was always kind of wondered if it was more just like content creation or if it was actually like a team team um that sums it up 100 percent. that's that's awesome i'm pumped for you mm -hmm. so okay so, um chuck do you, do you have any other questions as far as her, her pokemon playing career and in streaming slash playing and all that on judge uh no she answered all my stuff on the shuffle squad and what it was like and all um uh do we i mean do you want to throw out, I mean, throw out who's all in there just for anyone who might not know that's uh, listening. Like the, I know it's a, it's a tip, like a, a group play test group guys that make guys and gals, I should say <laughs> um, that make content creation, put it out there on YouTube and Twitch, but who all are, is in the shuffle squad besides you, Lindsay. So we have um, PJ is the manager. Um, John's kind of like, I think he was the owner um, so him and him and PJ kind of just do everything. Um, we have Zach Lesage, we have Michelle Babin Lesage, mm -hmm. we have Cal Connor, who's been just dominating stuff online. We have Logan, also known as Anti, who is literally, I feel like, winning every other tournament on right. Limitless currently. Right. Uh, he's insane. Um, we have who else is on there? Who am I missing? Am I missing anybody? Way to put her on the spot, Chuck. Now, if she misses somebody, she's <laughs> they're gonna blast her. No, I'm not missing yeah. anybody. I don't think. Yeah. I I don't have a checklist, so I'll go. Yeah, with that's it. That's it. Okay. Ooh, I was gonna feel team. really bad she if I was missing somebody. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I had to double check. Yeah, no, we need to get it. more that's of them shuffle squatters on because we've had the lasages both on separately. 
Mm -hmm. um, and now you. So we got it with the, that you're the third. So we're going to have to get a couple of other guys on there eventually here to talk yeah. some uh, uh, Pokemon for sure. All right. So let's get into some indie. I mean, without, I mean, spoiling what you guys are talking about with your testing or anything like that. Um, are, you kind of talked about Arceus and Teleon with, with your cast form in there. Um, are there any other top contending decks that you are thinking personally about bringing in three weeks to Indianapolis? Oh, I, I was really, really back and forth between if I want to get Mew ready. Mm -hmm. But I think I've kind of decided against it. Um, any specific reason you're going away from you other than he doesn't like you? For me, I just don't think that it is worth it for me to take this next month to, I mean, like we said, Mew does have a really high ceiling. Mm -hmm. Somebody cannot know what they are doing and still do well with it. However, there's going to be really, really good players there. And not all of those really good players are going to be playing Mew. And I feel like they would right. absolutely know how to counter it. And I don't think that it's worth it for me to try to really make sure that I can play the deck to its full potential while being able to combat all the counters that are after it right now. It's a fair point. It's a hundred percent fair point. Um, so, yeah. That's kind of just where I'm at with it. So like I'm, I'm debating Mew. It's, it's the second deck that I'm going to bring. I feel like it, it's just weak, very weak to an early path before you get established and like maybe get switching cups to protect like for resources. Um, like, I don't know how many games I've already lost um, in the last week where they had path to peak their first turn. And then it's just like, well, I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fair point. I think the arc Inteleon is kind of like some variation of, of what I have now with the mole traces. I think what I'm going to be. Right. So do you have any fighting techs? I know we've seen that, that Galarian Zapdos in there with one fighting energy. Is that something that you're considering bringing in that deck? I actually do not have any fighting techs. I feel like 99% of um, Arceus decks are running Dunsparce at this point. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm back and forth with Dunsparce, but I think it's, it's a, ver a very fair point because we're seeing a lot of fighting out there. It, it, it needs that protection for sure to, to get, get up and rolling. Yeah. The deck I'm running, it's, it, it's a very interesting version. I've had some people question it, but then once I kind of like show them how it works, they understand a little bit better. It's, it's a little bit of a different approach to the arc Intel. Just, um, I don't run any trans care. I don't run. I know like what I don't <laughs> right, run. Right. I don't even run Dunsparce, uh, just with the baby Ooh. mole trace. The idea is I want them to knock out a V. Right. Um, or the V-Star. How many mul baby Moltres are you playing? I'm running two of the baby Moltres. I run six dark energies. I do run a water energy, like I said, to be able to attack with Aqua Bullet, especially in the Malamar matchup, because that matchup is really difficult mm -hmm. with Arc Intel. And I feel like I have finally mastered the Malamar matchup with that deck. Um, but I run two Clara as well. Right. And of course, I have the little cast form pivot. So um somebody like you know my v will get knocked out and i i won't especially against malamar i only will use one v because if you put out more than one v i feel like you just you lose that matchup right so i would i would um trinity nova and i would 
after it already has double turbo and already an energy on it, like maybe the water energy, I would Trinity Nova and put two dark energies on it. And like some, one of the right. Malamar players, like sitting across me at the table, looked up to me and was like, huh? You're about to lose this. Why are you doing this? That's actually a really smart play. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, like, please knock me cheesing, out. Cheesing <laughs> like, hee hee hee. <laughs> Oh no, I didn't mean to do that. Please don't knock me Oops. out. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's sweet. Um, Chuck, what about you? Um, I know we kind of talked a little bit. Are, are you closer to that deck that you want to bring for Indy? Um, not any much than I was last weekend. Um, I, I, I'm along the lines with Lindsay. I just where I just think I've decided that I don't want to play Mew. I, I just don't want it to... Right. To focus on that and um i know i'm more i want to counter what's out there uh i just haven't settled on what exactly that looks like in the, right. in a form of 60 so right. um that and i always like to play something a little bit probably jankier than most people <laughs> so um we'll see i mean whimsica has your name on it literally yeah. has your name on it in it's really good, actually. I kind of underestimated it. It's still a winnable matchup for the meta decks, but um, yeah. it's not even the energy just uh, like taking like the hammers or the fans. It's, hey, you can't play a special energy this turn. And so many decks right now are playing special energies. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it could be a possibility of things that I still have to like, kind of look at. So, I have a rainbow whimsy with your name on it. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I might have to take that off your hands. Right. Um, but Lindsay, I want to ask you a quick question because we've talked a lot about uh, Jolteon VMAX. And mm-hmm. um, I, I do want to say that there, there was a Jolteon VMAX in the top eight in Salt Lake City. There was a Jolteon VMAX in the top eight in Sao Paulo. Is there any chance you might even dust off the Jolteon VMAX and just take your ex- top, eight. Uh, top eight knowledge of Jolteon VMAX and just roll, roll the... Uh, roll the roost on that and be the best VMAX, Jolteon VMAX player in in Indy? There's like a 15% chance that I would play <laughs> Jolteon. So like like not not a no, but there definitely is like a chance that I would. It's just, I feel like now people still seeing that Jolteon can be so good. Like I, I have a Manaphy in my Arkantel right, list. Yeah. Um, not only for Jolteon, but also for Urshifu, but I, I feel, I don't, especially with like now the Robin, that Robin deck, um, that him and Tord made seeing a lot more play now. And just with kind of Urshifu still being around, I feel like people are still using Manaphy. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Let me ask you this though, with your, with your RCS build with the baby Moltres, how do you do against, um, the rapid strike Urshi just seems like an unwinnable matchup. With Manaphy, just fine. Uh, I mean, if they knock out one of my V's or V Star, which like I kind of, I kind of do want them to do, um, I am able to do pretty big damage. Because a lot of the time when we're pl- when I'm playing that matchup, especially when I have Manaphy, I've noticed that people I'm playing against won't uh, use the V Max because they don't need it because they right. they need to hit for the one fifty to do the 300 damage and like, yeah, they could just gale thrust every single turn and figure out a way to pivot out. But I've noticed that. Um, and again, this is IRL with, you know, the closed deck list when, when they're looking at limitless, it's a little bit different they can kind of see, Oh, okay. Right. This is what she could do. Um, but when I was playing 
IRL, I noticed that people weren't even using their VMAXs against me because I didn't have Dunsparce, but I did have Mana fee. So right. they would knock out my Vs, but then I would just come out with Moltres and I'd be able to knock out their Urshifu. That's a fair point. Maybe I need to start throwing Manaphy in there because I feel like I've played that matchup. Again, I don't play the dark version. I play just strictly Urshi or um, Arceus and Teleon. And I just, I think I've lost that, that match 10 times in a row. I just can't beat it. And even with the Dunsparce, it doesn't feel like it's it's doable. So I yeah, think I might d- have to definitely Manaphy is... is definitely i feel like in my deck i don't need dunsparce but just the way that my deck runs with like the, the glare and multi attack right. of course but manaphy it's just like ugh. i feel like anything with an italian line you just have to put manaphy in there unfortunately yeah you're probably right i'm gonna have to throw some some testing that way um and, and redo that matchup because I, I that's the one matchup that is still putting doubt in my mind on that on on my deck uh so for sure um I'm gonna have to do that, but yeah, going. What I was I was gonna say. I think that's the one thing we really haven't touched a lot on. Um, in in regionals is the the closed deck factor. Mm-hmm. Um, it leads leads you to let you well, not necessarily be a little spicy, but if you can find those like niche cards that you can slot in your deck and then kind of get a little surprise factor on stuff. Uh, that'll help you get over a matchup maybe a little bit or per- better your chances in a matchup to uh, cause a player to play a little bit differently. Like uh, like the Manaphy in, in the Arceus and Teleon builds where um, it might cause a hiccup for that Hershifu player. So then it's not as, as easy as they might have thought. Mm-hmm. So oh, I agree. That's that's kind of where I'm going with my thought process on what the deck I want to play because I kind of like the idea of I like the idea of the closed deck list and then them not really knowing what they're going to see out of my deck. So it does um, make it harder. It definitely does because <laughs> yeah, I mean if you're you're practicing and you know all your matchups uh, and there's so many things that you can't account for on a, a closed deck list. So you can definitely still be even the most seasoned players get caught off guard from some random tech that you just didn't see coming. Right. And that's, that's something I'm trying to work on now is um, just trying to expect uh, that these decks are running like the, the one tech I don't really want them to run. Like I'm assuming that every Malamar runs a boss. Right. I'm assuming that every Mew runs an echoing horn just to try to, cause those are things I feel like could lose me a game if I'm not aware of. Right. 100% agree with that. So yeah, there's just things you got to do by keep continuously testing. Um, but with that being said, uh, testing against a lot of different decks, are there any decks that you absolutely don't want to see? Uh, you know, your first matchup, you're sitting across from whoever that is, and they pull out a, a deck. W- what deck is that that you're like, oh crap, this is this is not good for me? Honestly, Malamar, my, my deck, right. my deck can beat Malamar now, uh, most of the time, but it's just it takes so much brain power. Mm-hmm. That it's just, I would just be so exhausted if that was my first match. My, my deck wins against Mew pretty easily, luckily. Um, especially closed deck list, they have no idea what's coming. Right. <clears throat> but Manaphy is just, it's still, and I feel like it's just getting, it's getting more and more popular just because of how, how good it is and how, I mean, single prize deck that can beat most decks. So it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's yeah. 
it, it's like you said, it's not unwinnable or it's not unwinnable, um, but it definitely drains you, uh, you know, mentally, especially if that's that first round or even in the middle. Um, that's what's definitely what happened to me during the, the full grip 2K. I, I was still sitting in a good spot. I think it was like 4-1. Um, and then I just beat two Malamars and then went into a third one and then just made a, a mental error in that game because I was already mentally exhausted. So decks like that um, can really take a toll on you, even if it's not the matchup that's unwinnable. Just, you know, it's, it's hard, hard to navigate, I guess. Yeah, that IRL tourney that I just had, I actually played against pretty much all Malamars. Oh, geez. <laughs> and you still got through the day um, <sighs> in a good position. That's props on you. Yes. And it was, I, I had one in the finals against actually my, my good friend, Jake, um, who's in my opinion, the best Malamar player that I know. I mean, he's been playing for a really long time and he is, he knows that deck him playing Malamar is just dangerous. Yeah. And I had played a bunch of Malamars throughout the day. He had beat me in Swiss. He was actually the only person I lost to in Swiss. <laughs> and then I got up there and I'm like, oh, crap. And just very luckily pulled it out. But that, that matchup is tough, definitely. So I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for And plus, those games take so long. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, especially, again, uh, just having snacks or, or something like that in between rounds or even just going to the bathroom. It just it might take away from that. Um, yes. So. Um, that's matchups that, to, to think about that's the one reason why i kind of don't i won't play malamar i actually like playing that deck but i just best of three like regional format um like i would not want to do that like joe the, joe bernard did it come on man you got this i i i'm not joe i'm not omnipoke i'm sorry i just i i did when we did the 2k at full grip i went three games deep every round with Arceus Rayquaza and that was just that's not even a single prizer deck it was trying to win quickly and you still couldn't so it was just like imagining trying to do that with Rapid Strike Malamar every round where games are just going to go longer because you're forcing the game to be longer Uh, it's I mean I don't I just that's something I'm not going to put my brain through through my first big indie like regional for sure yeah it's yeah so i mean i think this is almost about what we we've got here at the end of the, the the cast here but before we go um is there any last minute tips or things that you're doing or you think that you know for your community members um that you kind of want to throw out there that might help them have some success um in, in this uh indie regional coming up um i would just say something's been really helpful for me is do your best not to get frustrated. Um, just remember at the end of the day, you're, you are, we are playing a ch- uh, children's card game technically. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just for fun. We all, we all did it. We all started for different reasons, but we can all agree that we do it because we like it. Um, so if you feel like you're getting burnt out or feel like you're getting frustrated or angry, take a step back, bring yourself back to earth and, see uh see where that takes you right i mean that's awesome advice i mean i'm gonna have to second that uh kind of i think i talked about this like two weeks ago or so when we i played ryan at that charity event and um you know intense games sometimes just breathe take a deep breath um even if like game one doesn't go your way 
um, just, you know, calm yourself that inner calm and then just try to focus on the task at hand. Um, and like Lindsay said, don't try not to get frustrated because it's easy to just see something that bad to happen to you in the game. Um, but a lot of times, if you just take a quick step back, take a deep breath and you look at it from a different angle, you might find your way out of a situation. Um, and I, you know, I've done that countless times during tournament games or, or ladder games. I'm sure Lindsay, you have, and Chuck, I know I've seen you do it too. Um, so, you know, just taking that step back, take a deep breath um, and then look at it at a different, a different approach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, I mean, I want to piggyback off that and just kind of say it and maybe like a couple different like sports analogies that you might use. <laughs> um, like if you're a pitcher in baseball or a goalie in hockey or, uh, I don't know. That's I'll just go with those two. Like you just have to have a short memory because you can't live in your last game during the game you're currently playing. So if you whether you've won or lost the round before, after the round's over, like like be happy about it if you won, you know, yay, I did good, I did this well. Reflect if you lost, what did I do wrong? Shouldn't have done this. Maybe I uh, overextended whatever but then when you start the next round forget it because you got to focus on what you're doing right there and don't live in that last game yep live and learn and move on yeah <laughs> all right well i think that's gonna about do it for us chuck unless you have any other things um no no nope. uh, i think we we went over a lot uh got to learn a little bit about Lindsay. i'm um, just talking meta right now going into indie but before we let you go um, do you have any shout outs or plugs? Um, this is the time to spread the love to your community. Yeah, I got to shout out the Shuffle Squad. Um, definitely got to shout out the Shuffle Squad. You can find the YouTube. It's uh, YouTube slash the Shuffle Squad. Um, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash linty underscore rose cup. Um, that's really all I got. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on and again, guys. Um, all that will be in the show notes. So if you want to check her out, check out the Shuffle Squad. Um, links will be in the description. Um, I can't thank you enough, Lindsay, for coming on and taking some time out of your busy day. Um, I know you're a nurse, like we said, uh, yeah. had a busy, busy day. So thank you. I appreciate your time. Um, and yeah. guys, give her, give her some love on the other end and, and support her, uh, as well as all the other community members. Um, you know, part of the Shuffle Squad. Our, our our end here too, just uh, um, keep up the great work. And I can't, I can't wait to see you in Indy. Yeah. I'll yeah. be excited to meet you guys. Thank you again yeah. for having me. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like a rating or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later. <laughs>